What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Punch Truck Nerd. We are here for part two, where we are talking about our top 10 MCU films. Now, this is not including the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. No, uh, we are watching that later. So uh, we are going to talk about our top 10. And of course, here at Punch Truck Nerd, it's me, Luis Gonzalez. And with me is... Miguel Sanchez. And... And Deadpool. So incidentally, 10 years ago, uh, The Avengers, the first Avengers movie uh, released in theaters. So I thought we, we could have waited until next week for Doctor Strange uh, and then maybe had like a, I don't know, rush, rush decision of whether that movie would rank. But uh, I thought it would be more appropriate to celebrate, you know, these 10 marvelous years of Marvel uh, by ranking our favorite uh, Marvel movies. So good. I love it. Such a good idea. Um, before we rank them, before we rank them, do you guys want to just real quick? I mean, I would love to talk about my experience seeing Avengers in theaters for the first time. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I saw 2012. Let's lay this lay, lay yes. the scene. It was yes. 2012, summer of. Uh, it preceded. <laughs> it preceded the Dark Knight Rises. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, you know what? I I know I was one of those guys who was just like, oh, no way is uh, Avengers going to be better than Dark Knight Rises. And I am happy to say that I was wrong. You know, Ed, I was going to bring that up because I remember that moment. Ed and I saw this movie together with a group of friends, Avengers. uh, And at the very end of the movie, after the, I think the mid credit scene, maybe, Ed turned to us and said that. He was like, but it's not going to be better than The Dark Knight Rises. And I just remember our friend Jordan Coleman being like, Ed, can you just enjoy things? Like, <laughs> he was just like, this movie just And the ended. answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking at But no, I mean, and you know what? He was right, and I was wrong. Yes. Uh, and, Hard. Uh, but also, back then, in those, th- those early days of Marvel, I was definitely like a Marvel naysayer. I, sure. Did not I could not get on board with the uh the grand plan uh plan uh for sure I was constantly nitpicking at these end credit scenes introducing characters I had never heard of I remember that uh, and didn't care about and uh and, uh, but you know what you I, I probably wasn't alone in that as far as general audiences go uh like yeah I didn't know who Thanos was uh, I didn't know what where he placed in all of this. I did think that superheroes, uh, you know, dealing with aliens and shit was a little just, you know, <laughs> hammy or whatever. And look it, at us now. But look at us now. We've had, I mean, it, you know, it hasn't always been, like, perfect uh, by any means. I will say this. It, it's kept us involved. I will say this. Ten years later, here I am. If you If you jump into a Marvel movie today and you become a fan... It all just feels so, of course, this is what's happening. But I will never forget, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of people the same way, the people that saw Avengers for the first time, for me, when they actually all are on screen together, I'm not talking about the end of the movie when they do the shot, but like when, when you start this movie and you just start seeing one after another, all of these yeah. just introduced Marvel superheroes who I'm really just learning about for the first time, I remember just being so in awe that six of them got together, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, Endgame had like 40 something people in the same scene. And uh, it was just, I'll never forget that moment when you see them all together for the first time, they're all in their suits and you're just going, Oh my God, it worked. I yeah. can't believe 
you know, we saw six movies in the seventh one or whatever. I don't know if it's not really six. It was probably more like four movies. Um, it was number six. Okay, yeah. So five movies. I have, sorry, I have it in order. In five, five or so movies came out beforehand, and they were setting up that they were going to come together, and then, oh my God, it worked. So I that was when I I remember in that moment, and then it was probably also because of The Dark Knight Rises later that year. I remember that summer being transformative as far as like my nerddom goes. You know, hmm. up until then, kind of like Ed, maybe a little bit was a little weary about Marvel movies because I was so DC, 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 DC. Yeah, exactly. And that well, was that the was same- the first time that I I remember feeling like I think I'm a Marvel fan. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And here we are well, 10 years later. The, the year that uh, Iron Man came out, which kick started all of this, was the same year as The Dark Knight. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's... And that that was also when Marvel was jumping between studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they had, like, I rewatched Avengers recently and seeing the Paramount logo in front of it. Yeah. Is yeah. jarring, almost. You know what I mean. Uh, and then same with the Incredible Hulk. Uh, that was Universal. Um, so you're just like, how how do they plan to get any sort of consistency out of this? Um, but again, it, I eat my words. Here we are, 14 years later, and I've watched every single one of these fucking movies. Yeah, you did. Uh, a lot and you, of, and you, a lot and you of seem to be a repeatedly. fan. You know, it's not like you. Yeah. Yeah, I would call myself a fan. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like you begrudgingly <laughs> watch them, you know? No, no. I, I'm. You know, you, can you imagine? At this point, yeah. Do you know how miserable you would make everyone else, Ed, if from Avengers till today, you were still like, I don't know, The Dark Knight Rises was better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd definitely be making you miserable. I don't know if we'd be friends anymore. Huh? I don't think we would. But, uh... I don't think we would. <laughs> it's like, Ed just doesn't get movies, huh? He just can't um, let that shit go. No, I... Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, it were and yeah, I mean, and I think this ranking will kind of maybe shed some light on our journeys. Luis, really I don't is. think... I... Yeah, go ahead. Luis, I don't think you were... Yeah, Luis, this... where were you for day? Yeah, I, tell us. I really... I, it's so hard, you guys talking about it right now. I don't remember it that, to be honest, like wow. who I was with or where I was doing. I remember it was, like, incredibly epic. I, it felt like this feels right. Do you know what I mean? So when yeah. it was happening, I was like, hell yeah. This is like from Iron Man. When I saw, you know, I think what it was when, when Nick Fury came out and said, like, uh, you know, let me I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. I was like, yeah, fuck, like, dude, I, I, I'm same, I same, am same, ready. Same. And and that was and that was like one of those like late shoots like ah fuck it let's just get a shot of it and we'll see what happens and they weren't like completely so or they weren't 100% that they were going to do an avengers you know what i mean but i as an yeah. audience member i didn't know that and i was on board and so i was just like here we go here we go here we go and when it happened i was like it just felt right do you know what i mean um, absolutely man i going through i, I i've been flipping the top, the top movies I feel pretty comfortable about. It's the bottom ones that I'm ha- really having a hard time placing. It's almost interchangeable. It's yeah. almost interchangeable, uh, and it really is high. Maybe I'm feeling today, but it's so yeah, hard yeah. to nail down which movie is going where on the bottom side. Um, yeah. 
even as we talk, I'm like, do I really want to place that there and not? And I, I, I will give my reasons why it's there. Yeah. But man, this is gonna be it's gonna be fun. Let's. Oh, I don't know. I'm looking at the okay. list and I'm like, do I want to do that? Um, Did you write it? It's on. Fr- it's in front right. of me and you... it's in front okay. of me. But it's just like, do I think that that's true? Uh, <laughs> I know you're you're filled with doubt, and I've been grappling with it. And that, like, I rewatched uh, only movies where I was kind of just like a question mark on. You know that. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was just like, okay, I I do remember really enjoying that movie. I haven't watched it in a minute. Uh, you know, incidentally, before last week's episode, I, without any prompt to this ranking, I had just rewatched uh infinity war and endgame anyway yeah so um yeah it's uh it's just one of those things uh but yeah i, I definitely went back and rewatched some just to kind of reaffirm my feelings yeah. and see where i stood and uh yeah so it's gonna be fun this is gonna be great and you know we can we'll discuss it we'll we'll feel it out okay yeah i mean you know, you know what i, guess I just want to tell her what i have yeah Go for it. I just want to tell our audience this is going to be a long episode now. We should have just maybe this will be a two-parter or something. You know it's what I mean? Because <laughs> I, I feel like I want to talk about can, all of my choices. Can you actually? I'm going to do yeah. something I haven't done in a long time, but since I'm getting so excited, right. can you two carry on a conversation? Because I have to come back and I have to get something because I'm I need to get the piece. Yeah, yeah. So hold on, take the show, and when <laughs> I come back, we're going to get this going. Um, so Miguel, but Dark Knight Rises, man. Don't get me started. Um... Don't get me started. Uh, no, we're uh... we're gonna save that. We're gonna save that because the whole thing we talked about was that we were gonna do a ten year anniversary rewatch of the Dark Knight Rises. That's what started this podcast. That's right. And That's right. I, I'm gonna That's keep. Right. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut until we do that because. <laughs> and and I will say this. I am. I'm making a promise to myself and my wife <laughs> that after <laughs> after we watch The Dark Knight Rises and we talk about it on the podcast, that I am going to yeah. shut the fuck up about that movie for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, well, you, was I, about... I, I know I am so... I harp on that movie every chance I get. Uh, and, yeah. and I will absolutely do it on the podcast so we can get our final thoughts on it. Uh, but after that, I am taking a vow of silence when it comes to <laughs> the Christopher. Miguel, I want you to do a solo episode. Oh you God! You and a bottle of tequila. Be like you and a bottle of tequila in front of a fire like a fireside, just... like a fireside yes! chat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. And just going off on it, just going off, or do yeah. like a live watch and do your commentary I, as it goes along. I live in Colorado now, so fireplaces are all the rage. You know what I mean? Like I can absolutely. <laughs> I can make that work. All right. All right. I'll do it. All right. Here we go. (laughs) So I'm going to uh, actually, I'm going to do this in post, but uh, I'm going to enter this by playing the Marvel theme music.
let's talk about our top 10. Uh, we should talk about orders. Uh, do we want to go? I don't know. 10 to 1. 10 to 1. We're going to go one. We're gonna go all of our 10s, and then we're going to go all of our 9s, 8, 7, all the way to 1. Um, Ed, do you want to go first, then Miguel, and then me? Oh, wait. I don't know. I just... Wait. What's up? Hang on. I just realized oh. I want to write down your answers as we go so that... No, I've got it too. I'll, I'll cover okay, you. Okay, cover well. mine. I, and we'll, put, we'll I, no, post our answers sure on Instagram as well. There you go. So who's going to go first, Ed? Okay. Ed, Miguel, and then okay. me. Okay, Ed. Okay, so Ed, sorry. Ed, wait, wait. If, Are we... Oh, sorry. Are we reading through our whole list? No, 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 no. We... We're just going. Just... We're going to go through ten, and then Miguel okay, will go through gotcha, ten. Gotcha. I will go through ten. Then okay. you will go to nine. Miguel will go to nine. I'll go to nine, and then uh, we'll keep going gotcha, up. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Great. we get to see okay. where everybody places there. So, all right, here we go. <sighs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Ed, what is your number ten? Right. Oh, and just sorry, just to give some insight, everybody uh, who's listening or may have already checked out by now, um, we're. What we're doing is we're going to give our top tens and uh, we have a certain point system in place so that we can put our list together and make a official punch-drunk punch nerd ranking of the MCU that Ooh. we all agree on. I'm nervous about or that Or maybe too. not. This, this might break us apart. Um, we'll find out. All right. So number 10 coming from Ed. Okay. What is it? Uh, <laughs> uh, Thor. The first one. Oh, okay. The Dutch angled Thor. All the ang- all the stuff to the side. Dutch angled Thor <laughs> by Kenneth Branagh, directed. Yeah, okay. That's I like it. Yeah. Of the, uh, I won't get into it. Get into uh, it. Who's next? No, uh, you, I, well, I think uh, I think I think you should give a little bit of a a spiel a small, of why you like a small a small little okay. thing. Yeah, like why it was placed there. So, you know, instead of whatever. Phase one. Phase one. Thor. Uh, really st- was like yes. holds a special place in my heart. I thought it was the most endearing yes. of the lot. Uh, the the choice of Kenneth Branagh, uh, yeah, really kind of worked with the uh the mythological side, and not only that, but he's working with talents like Anthony Hopkins, yep. and uh, and then of course Tom Hilston. This was perhaps like the the most uh, I don't know. This introduced us to Loki and uh, Tom Hiddleston, and uh, I think the drama that goes on in this movie surpasses a lot of what uh, we got in Phase One, at least. Sure. Uh, I just thought there were some really powerful scenes. They really played on it well. Short Asgard summary. Was like a sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. No, yeah. no I'm only. Like, yeah. I'm only. I'm only busting it, your balls, Ed, the... because no. I, that is also my number 10 movie. Are you serious? No, shit! Yes, yes. And wow. I don't want you to say everything that I want to say. I, oh, okay. I This is my very short, just to add to what Ed said, because Ed is absolutely right. It uh-huh. was something to me when I watched it that stood out in phase one. It was different. Yeah. It was almost Shakespearean. It yeah. was, mm-hmm. uh, I know, I know there's some things that people can nitpick at, like the blonde eyebrows and the Dutch angles and this and that, but it absolutely for the introduction of Thor, I thought was one of the strongest phase one intro movies besides Iron Man, obviously. Um, and, uh, I, I absolutely loved that movie. So 10. It, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, uh... it's a shame he didn't direct the second one. I, it's you know I know he didn't direct the second one because he needed time to recharge, 
but like having somebody like Anthony Hopkins during that scene when he banishes Thor into Midgard yes. and he's doing yes. that incantation, like that was like dripping with that Shakespearean like you know yes. language yes. And, 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 this... and performance of it all. You know, like it was it it was really good. Yeah, and this was the character that I really wasn't. Like when they announced that they were doing Thor, I was like, "Who the hell is that?" I saw it at a dollar theater. Yeah, I didn't even see it when it came out. Yeah, and uh, so it was interesting, and also it was probably like one of the bigger gambles of that initial absolutely phase. Uh, you know, where not only are we uh, in like getting into a character that not so many people are familiar with, but you know, it's taking you off world mm-hmm. uh, to Asgard, which was beautifully realized. Um, I mean, yeah. I will say it was such a strong it was such a strong intro that it really made Thor, and especially by Avengers Thor as well, it just made him such a absolute staple of the Avengers. And I'm sitting yeah, here just yeah. just thinking, I don't want to give too much away, but just sitting here thinking about Avengers Endgame. I know it was a little bit of fan service, but when Tony and Steve and Thor are standing next to each other and they're looking uh, down at Thanos, and then they later walk towards Thanos, and you just yeah. see their feet. I mean, the top, the big three, or whatever it is they call them. The Trinity. That is yeah. all because Thor one was so solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Thor would not Absolutely. Thor would not be the character it is today if his intro was as as sucky as some of them. You know what I mean? And that was one of my uh, concerns going into the Avengers was that I was afraid he was going to get sidelined, but everybody got their moment, and I'm mm-hmm. glad he did too. All right, um, Luis, anyway. let's let's hear Luis. it. All right, in the words of Thor in Thor movie, another. And I will give my uh, quote, uh, my quote, my movie, uh, my number 10 is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, uh, so I've been a fan one? of James Gunn. What's up? The first one? I've been, yeah, uh, the first one. Yeah, volume one. Uh, I've been a fan of James Gunn ever since I saw the movie Super. Uh, it was with, uh, what's it called? The guy, Ray, uh, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson was in it with uh, Elliot Page um at the time and solid, it was solid. it was um it was a superhero movie but it was bloody it it was ridiculous it was crazy funny. he had some it was funny and i just loved uh the way he just shot everything even the intro was an animated musical which makes sense when he did uh peacemaker i was like oh my god he's going back to his kind of super roots or at least that's what i felt um you know i thought the characters were quirky and funny and I just had a real blast with Guardians of the Galaxy and and he was able to imbue a lot of heart with Groot and uh you know I can always put on Guardians and have a great time a lot of these movies that I'm going to say I, I have a great time with um and the characters are fun and yeah that's that's all I will really say about that but it's just like that was another that was another uh one where just like Thor we were going into a place with new characters and there wasn't a lot of mm-hmm. expectation. And I remember when you guys were doing your other podcast too, I was like, y'all need to watch out for Guardians of the Galaxy. And um, yeah. I think your tweet back was like, that is something to marvel at or whatever. I don't know who said that. I think it might have been Ed. Uh, but... <laughs> no, I'm not on Twitter. So, uh... But, but, I, cause I, I, but uh... I had an eye out and uh, you know, it's, it's just... And now we have Groot, we have all these wonderful characters, and he had a huge presence mm-hmm. even in Infinity War and Endgame as producer because they were so instant. You know, they had us; they were strong. Yeah, absolutely, characters. Because I mean, that was our intro. That was our intro to the whole space thing. Obviously, Thor yeah. had his had a little bit of spaciness in it, but it was a little bit more like 
realms and gods a little right. bit. And Guardians was and a good like, we're majority in space. of it took place on Earth. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. let's get into um, it. That's I've a good one. S- yeah. I've got to say, like, Luis, uh, and I'm sorry to disappoint you, but, like, uh, that was one I was grappling with. It was between that and Thor getting into my top ten. No, and, and you know what? Oof. To be honest, I, I will say now, now that you now that you're being open and vulnerable to me, uh, Thor, <laughs> the first Thor doesn't make it on my top ten, but I'm that's fine. It, like, I, it's cool that it actually finds a place for your top ten. I really do like that movie too. Um, but it's just like when I was making this list, I was like, damn, there are so many good uh movies yeah. to pick from and now with all, all the movies that are being released this year it's like shit we'll see what happens uh but ed let's go roll into number nine what is your number, number nine pick? number nine okay black panther oh uh, comes in at my this. number nine okay uh so i yeah i'm keen to see where it ranks for you guys um i'll this i didn't get to revisit this one prior uh prior to this but um I, it was one of those ones that I actually liked more the second and like third time around. Uh, like I did enjoy it the first time around. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, and but yeah, it just like grew on me more and more. And I mean, it really is uh, a lot of fun. But there's like a great deal like dramatic heft to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love uh, again, kind of like almost Shakespearean, like yeah, he was exactly, saying. Yeah. Uh, there's like you know, uh, the the story between um, T'Challa's uh, father and his uncle, you know, and the whole backstory to Killmonger, it's, like, very impactful, and it's got some, like, great performances and a great cast, too. Um, you know, R.I.P., obviously, to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, it's, I mean, who knows where Black Panther 2 is going to go, but this one at least exists, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's just it's, it's like one of those like top tier solid Marvel movies in my book. That just you know, it's hard to nitpick at it. You know, it, it does fall into some similar trappings that I think is just like uh, all around Marvel universe. Yeah, I think if anything, we're just like programmed to at this point. But uh, even to that point it's still great you know yeah. it's thoroughly entertaining so that's where it lands for me all right miguel okay uh for this next one i just have to tell you don't freeze in the words of black panther do you remember that quote uh, no Is uh, it yeah. Just me? yeah yeah i never, I never freeze. freeze yeah <laughs> good that's good uh i uh i was gonna make a comment about doing the accent but you know what i'll let you guys deal with that um <laughs> <laughs> okay so my number nine and spoiler alert black panther will make an appearance you, okay. you will see black panther again on my list um but my number nine is okay i was thinking about spider-man i was thinking about spider-man movies uh-huh, and i'm yeah. sure we're gonna hear about it spider-man no way home is one of the biggest movies ever it yeah. is not on my list i wow, actually okay. went with spider-man homecoming yeah as uh oh. yeah as as far as Tom Holland Spider Man goes, that is definitely top ten uh, for me. I thought Spider Man No Way Home, of course, is really good, but it's also just a little bit fan servicey. Blah blah blah. I don't want to get yeah. into it. But what I loved about Spider Man Homecoming was I thought Michael Keaton was phenomenal as the villain. Yeah. Uh, I thought the coming of age story 
Although I, I've said before, I don't really relate to Tom Holland's Spider-Man as much simply because like they really were focusing on like the teenage coming of age angle. And I'm like, well into my thirties. I don't, you know what I mean? It's like past my <laughs> life, you know, past me now. But um, I thought it was a great fresh take on the character. I thought Tom Holland did a really solid job. He was already so good in Civil War. And uh, for his introduction, and also I'm kind of a sucker for Tony Stark's Iron Man. I mean, uh, Robert Downey yeah, no, yeah, Iron Man. Totally. And so the fact that he got to be part of the storyline, and I know a lot of people complain about the Iron Boy, you know, situation with him and him mentoring Spider-Man, but I absolutely loved that for the MCU. So Spider-Man, Homecoming, number nine, Miguel. Perfect. Um, I like it. All right. Well, you know, we're talking about Iron Boy. Uh, My number nine (laughs) is Iron Man. All right. The first one, the one that brought us in into the universe robert downey jr with his spectacular performance i mean bringing us all the way down to Endgame. i mean the guy is is the mcu you know what i mean mm-hmm. he he set mm-hmm. the tone and john favreau as directing set the tone for the mcu with this comedic you know takes and the way that he was pacing and the tone of it all like he he set the they, this movie sets the precedent of how future mcu is and also like why some people complain about it being a little too jokey or smackety or whatever but uh this is eh. i think it's a it's a it's a great <laughs> time i love iron man i feel like it's it does feel different because it was the first one um there are some moments where it feels a little bit uncomfortable like oh this is a li-, like when they're up in the airplane and they're like getting pole dances Upstairs, like, oh yeah, this is the Marvel universe. This feels like they would not be doing this <laughs> currently. Um, I feel dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it's this far down the list just because I think the third act doesn't uh, is always the one that's kind of complained about in this movie. Um, but mm, it was yeah. the but everything else leading up to it, first act, second act, so much fun, so great, you know. And I love Terrence Howard as. Um, you know roadie and it's just and it also yeah brought uh robert downey jr to the into the forefront yeah. of this entire universe exactly mm-hmm. uh which at the time was like a huge gamble so uh and to get what we got with his character throughout this entire series i mean it's like you wouldn't have it any other way, right? Absolutely. I think his performance inspired actors to want to act. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like, he was just so, like, Hell yeah, um, like effortless in the way he performed. And he had so much, mm-hmm. you know, like, suave. And ca- and it was just, it was great. It was seamless and genuine. I, I love that movie. It's awesome. Um, so we're going to roll into number eight for you, Ed. What is your number eight? All right. Are you guys ready for it? Uh, Miguel, you mentioned Spider-Man, and uh, Spider-Man No Way Home comes in at my number eight. As you guys know, I rewatched this last night, uh, so it's my second time seeing it, so it might feel like it's kind of like it hasn't had time to breathe. Um, I feel like uh, a lot of its flaws kind of revealed itself the second time around you kind of get past the nostalgia of it all mm-hmm. um but with that said like it's like it it's like a joy the the moment when um green goblin says uh norman's on sabbatical honey 
is when that movie kicks off for me. And after that, totally. it's like it's it just really pulls you in, and yeah. it's it's such a joy to see Andrew Garfield come into it, and it's also just so moving when Tobey Maguire comes into it, and those two combined with Tom Holland, he I mean he Tom Holland really just gives it his everything in that movie, and uh, but I mean I I really think Andrew Garfield is the uh, MVP of the entire film, like yeah. he plays every moment so fucking well. Uh, which isn't to say I feel like Tobey Maguire will always be my Spider-Man, uh, but they, yeah, and they come into it. Now, is it a perfect movie? Not at all. Um, I struggle with a lot of parts of it, um, but overall, it 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 has it gives you that gut punch. It kind of just makes you love those Spider-Mans as well as the Spider-Man. So to that extent, I mean, it, it, you know, it's worthy, I feel, of like a solid place yeah. on the ranking. Um, so, uh, and again, it might just be nostalgia in the moment right now, but uh, that's, that's where I'm ranking. All right. No, yeah. I mean, it's going to see it on my list later, so I totally... It's going to, yeah. Okay. Good. Well, for my number eight, and we've already talked about it, so I'm not going to talk long, but for my number eight, I have Black Panther. Uh, I definitely, huh. yeah, I definitely thought it was uh, worthy of a top 10 spot. Uh, I I didn't think it was as low as number nine, Ed, so I had to bump it up just one <laughs> to number eight. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, this is a, this is a solid movie. Uh, it's better on rewatch, absolutely. I'm absolutely looking forward to the sequel and moving on. All right. Well, you know, it's, t- you it's time to get to my number eight. So uh, this is all very hard, you know, but I, I'm thinking about, I don't know. I feel guilty even having it this low. Uh-huh. I'm looking <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this list. I, I just can't wait now. I'm looking at this list. Um, God, do I want it to be this low? Yeah, commit to it. Fuck it. I'm going to make a huge mistake. But oh. uh, my number eight is actually the Avengers. Um, it's wow. coming at number... I know. No, it's I'm coming at number eight. Uh, it's coming at number eight. You know, I've rewatched this movie a couple times. And there are just some things that... I love, again, we talked about it it coming together and all these heroes and all these things. There's something about it that the reason why it's a little bit higher for me is that it feels, because Joss Whedon helms it early on in the Marvel universe, it feels a little bit TV-esque. And so a lot of like... A little bit what, sorry? TV-esque. Like it feels like a TV movie. Oh, okay. Where... Yeah. It's like okay, got you. even the production design, even the sound effects, even the even the way that uh, things are framed, even the some performances like it feels very. In the set, when I say TV, I mean that, you know. Like over the shoulder, very like. Using basic sound effects and I, I don't know, it just it didn't feel as cinematic as maybe these other picks that I'm about to about to pick later and so that's what's kind of stopping me from fully giving the full go i've sh- i've watched this movie with other people and i feel the tv-ness of it all kind of bleeds through it's still a huge totally fun ride 
I love it. And you're right. Like when we when we bring Thor into the mix and and see his, you know, relationship with Loki. But I think the TV-ness of it all, and it's the first you know, one, I understand. But that's why it's come a little bit lower is where I feel it. I, I don't want to give too much away, but I will say Avengers is on my list, and it is not as high as other movies. Uh, I kind of I see what you're saying a little bit, Luis, but the holy reason, the reason why I wouldn't put it as like number one or whatever uh, is that god-awful Captain America outfit that he wears uh, in this movie. <laughs> Jesus I totally agree. Christ. I mean, going from, and I wasn't a fan of Captain America one all that much, but his really outfit great, yeah. was amazing in that movie. And then to come into this, like, what is this like plasticky, like weird, weird fabric. It, it looks awful. It like has this like vest shoulders, this, like this, like Velcro thing yeah. that, that like yeah. pa- patches into his chest. God. Oh, what a terrible, <laughs> terrible outfit well we can all we can all blame agent colson for that one yeah he yeah. said he had a, a hand in that one well he's so. not a fashion designer so you know what maybe you don't design this <laughs> yeah. thing but like the, all, these movies are so good like i you know i feel bad putting it that low but it, it, these but are interchangeable okay. as we go on you know but happy whatever, anniversary happy anniversary near number eight uh but ed <laughs> uh go to number seven number seven Okay, well, uh, I won't say much about it, but it's the Avengers. Okay, okay, great. Uh, yeah, not much to add, but I, uh, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, Captain America's outfit. And you know, watching that movie, I was just like, way back in the day, I was just like, ah, oh, God, Captain America really is a stick in the mud, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because like later on, he became one of my favorite characters. Absolutely, so, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But, but, uh, so there you go. Okay. Uh, my number seven, The Avengers. Uh, Luis, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. My number seven is Guardians of the Galaxy. Vol- Not mine. Vol- Wait, didn't you just? No, I don't care about yours, Ed. We just talked about Avengers. No, I'm just saying, like, you don't care about my thoughts on. Oh, this. because no, I because specifically, the my... Luis has already had Guardians of the Galaxy on. Yeah. God I'm damn it! Kidding. Your two second delay is throwing off my rhythm. Ed, get your shit <laughs> I'm so sorry. Together. All right. All right. Let's take it back. <laughs> uh, back to Luis, one. Guard, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. That's my number seven. Yeah. Uh, I was Ooh. thinking when I was thinking about both of the Guardians movies, and I, whatever, if you guys have a different opinion, um, I thought <laughs> uh, while the first one is really good and it really changed the way Marvel kind of moved forward. Um, my personal favorite is the second one. I, I've i seen that one so many times. Kristen and I love that one. I just love, I, and it's going to sound hokey or whatever, but fucking Baby Groot. I love Baby Groot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love, love, love Yondu in this movie. I think they yeah, absolutely nail good. the story that, they, that they're telling with that. I thought the Kurt Russell good. also, the, the way they de-aged Kurt Russell and it was like, Oh wow, they're they can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that actually looked really good. Especially and we're ten years later, we're gonna say for the time it looked really good or whatever, but it looks almost seamless. And then they later used it for Ant Man with uh, Michael Douglas. So anyway, I'm not gonna over talk it, but I just want to say Guardians of the Galaxy number two, my number seven. That's I, I I'll be honest, that's like a big surprise. I uh I don't feel like a lot of people talk about Volume Two a whole lot, and uh, I understand. Compared to Guardians, 
I they, understand. Uh, there are a lot no, of no, no, great I'm not, moments I'm not in, criticizing that, in that movie you. as you talk if, about it. It's just like you think, yeah. of, you think about, you know. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I'm yeah. Mary Poppins, you get, y'all. Yeah, you, I want to say you get more of a Nebula, or maybe am I thinking Nebula is in the first one? Yeah, right? you do. Yeah, Where's you the do. one where no, she, no, no, she's, she's in the second one? Where, yeah. where she chases after Gamora in the plane and almost crashes, or crashes yeah, into I mean, her, that's right? Yeah, that's this movie, right? Am I yeah. yeah, am I rethinking my thoughts? Maybe. I I'm mean, just saying a... Nebula also thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy, like by the time Avengers Endgame came out, I was hooked on Nebula and I want to Absolutely. see more of Nebula. If Guardians of the Galaxy three gets rid of the team as we know it, I would love for Nebula to be one of the new guardians. You know Especially what I mean? with her change of heart, like yes. after her time with Tony, uh, like she she absolutely nails that character, Karen Gilliam. Uh she nails that character and uh yeah, no, Guardians 2 is one of my absolute favorite That's movies. So, yeah, I know. that. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, when they go through the different space, like uh, par, parsecs or whatever, yes. and they're traveling through, or when Baby Groot's trying to find the uh, the different fin, and he yes. Like, yes. Gets, gets you the guys, finger, you know, like the way my, it's laid out, and the taser face, and the beginning the song. The taser face joke. I mean, did I, make oh a, did, did I make a mistake? I mean, maybe. Like, no, 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 really not at good. all. Not at all. Yeah, seriously, that taser face bit and all the gold people. I mean, I don't know why they to this day. I don't care how many times I've seen that movie. I crack up when he's like taser face and she laughs at him to his yeah. face right before he blows up. I mean, solid setup. Love the movie. Uh, yeah, number seven. You know, you know what I I um struggled with with that movie, but not the fact not that it takes anything away. I, I it's always hard for me when they take people and they split them apart. Well. Sure. Yeah. You know what? But I bet I, I bet Avengers Endgame movies. is on this list, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you know, did I decide that? Who knows? Should I pick Guardians of the Galaxy Two? God, all these movies are good, so who knows? Okay, well, my number seven. That's the that's the great thing about this list. We get to go back and uh, revisit these movies with fresh eyes. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so my number seven is uh, Spider Man: Homecoming. Um. Oh. Yeah, I I I liked this. I like Tom Holland's uh, iteration of Spider Man. Um, and I love Michael Keaton. I remember that reveal midway through with the audience and how bro, like bro, that was a great reveal. Everyone felt yes. it in the theater. And yeah. um, you know, I think this is a villain that has actual has real purpose. And yeah. uh, to see it play out from beginning to end of how he's kind of like struggling to care of his family and what he has to do at all costs and how it's kind of taken away. And, and it was kind of showing this kind of like moral ambiguity because wasn't it Stark's team who was taking over? Cause he was a scavenger, mm-hmm. right? And he was taking mm-hmm. all these pieces and parts. And I think it was like Stark's team who was taking over and you got to see like, Oh, maybe the people of the, the, the fort. Well, what am I trying to say? The team of the Avengers aren't that great or I don't know. But I just thought it was really the villain was really great. I thought Tom Holland's performance yeah. was awesome. Uh, it was really fun, and I like seeing the behind the scenes of Civil War from his point of view, how the way it started mm-hmm. out. It was definitely like a fun uh, viewpoint of the more of the MCU. And um, God, what else was there? There was something else I wanted to say. I can't. Oh, and that point when he's like getting crushed. Oh, to, the addition with Tony Stark having him oh, involved. Oh yeah, they did I loved the scene. there the scene that was there and he's like if you can't if you if you don't if you need the suit mm-hmm. what did he say fuck uh he if said if you're nothing without the suit then you don't deserve it exactly or whatever if you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve it uh and it was that was such a good line 
and at the very end when he's getting crushed in his non-Spider-Man suit and yeah. he is like pushing through that and he, that is such a that's a pretty emotional scene and I love like the spider suit how it talks to him and and it goes into the whole like uh death mode or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's a fun time um yeah Spider-Man Homecoming it's for me uh Ed there you number go. 6 Number six. All right, coming in hot. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. There it is. Uh, this was obviously... I, I didn't see this one in theaters, unfortunately, but this was the... Uh, and I'm sure this is the same for a lot of people. This was the turning point Yeah. where we got to see more to Captain America than just, like, the star-spangled banner boy. Yes. Um, and it, it's like a, almost like a spy thriller yes. in the guise of a superhero movie. The way and I know that's like a cliche, but it's just yeah. like so. No, apt. not at all. If they had now, obviously they changed paths really quickly with the third Captain America mm-hmm. and then the Avengers and this and that. But had they decided that that was the way to take Captain America, they absolutely could have. You know what I mean? If the mm-hmm. third movie yeah. wasn't Civil War and they didn't set up all these other big Avengers movies in Civil War. If it had just been every Captain America movie is now going to be like a spy thriller, I would have been absolutely here for it. Um, I'm glad they pivoted and, and, and grew in scope, but this movie was, it's not on my list, yeah. but this movie was amazing. It's on my list, so I, I won't say too much about it, but I'll talk about it once it comes up. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I totally It was, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a pleasant surprise for me I... at the time when it did come out and uh it yeah actually one of this there's a point that i do want to make uh, just because i'm thinking about it so obviously this is one of the first times where they changed captain america's suit well actually i'm I'm just what am i saying i was just bitching about the avengers one um but besides (laughs) that shitty avengers one they gave they gave him that like stealth suit in this movie which i thought was a really smart a justification for why he had to have something different for a portion of the movie. It, it wasn't just like Batman in the old nineties movies where they just had to sell toys. You know, it felt, felt believable. And I'm sitting here thinking yeah. as the MCU goes on and some, one of my nitpicky complaints about all of these MCU projects after Endgame is how the internet really wants these comic accurate suits in every movie or, or every product that Marvel puts out. And I think sometimes they just, they just don't feel believable. And this was one of the moments where they changed the suit, but it felt believable. Uh, yeah. And uh, the, I mean, the opening scene on the boat is amazing oh, so where he's good. going through and taking down that whole thing. And he's working with oh, shield. And uh, yeah. uh, I, I feel like that, oh, that, that boat scene, uh, the, like the, it really, you really showcased his ability and his yes. like, like the strength of it all. Like it was a great yes. showcase. Cause like, how do you showcase someone like that strong and the shield and how it impacts yeah. people? You really feel that. And also, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'll, I'll go on, you know, some more. And this whenever. was, correct me if I'm wrong. This was the, uh, Russo brothers. First. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were the ones who made captain America. Absolutely. Interesting. Thousand percent. And yeah. So, um, but that's all okay we'll we'll talk more there. about it in a second when it comes up yeah yeah go ahead miguel oh it's mine that's right i'm sorry okay uh six again Number six. I, we won't talk about it too long because we've already talked about it but avengers is on my list yeah i, I a little bit okay. higher than where Luis put it uh, but i also think 
because I kind of understand some of the complaints. I kind of understand how it's a little bit dated. I also kind of feel that um, Joss Whedon feel, and maybe Joss Whedon kind of left a really sour taste in my mouth because of Justice League, but uh, I didn't want to put Avengers in the top five. So six is as high as I was willing to put it. Uh, we talked <laughs> about it already. Uh, I had moments that I loved. I had moments that I hated. Avengers. Take it away, Luis. Awesome. Uh, my number six is Spider-Man. No way home. Uh, wow, I have this. Little, I, I, I do have this. Yeah, I do have this a yeah. little bit higher. Um, I actually just made it. This was a last minute change, to be honest. But uh, it, it is number six. Um, dude, Ed, you. I think you made it so. You made an awesome point about Norman's on sabbatical. Like that line when yeah. he says it. That is exactly the point when you like the movie locks in and we're ready to go. Because before then, I was yeah. worried. I was like, oh, is this going to be like a video game like mission where you just have to like do all these things and tackle all these people? Yes. And like, what, what's the emotion? What's the like, what are we getting at here? But that last, like, yeah, it, it kind of, you, you have a little fun at the beginning, I'll say. And then in the middle, yeah. you get all this like fan service, which is like, it's fun, but there's no real story meat to it. And I was like, okay, I, I'm exactly. fine with this. But then when we get to that point um, where we talked about where Norman Osborn turns and all of this shit hits the fan, you know what I mean? Where yeah. uh, uh, where his aunt passes away and he has to continue on his mission because of Aunt May. And, you know, we bring in the other Spider-Man to guide him. And, you know, I think that last act is what really saves the movie for me. And it, that's, why totally. it's, that's why it's so high up because you know, you have generational differences of a Spider-Man and how they're able to influence each other and uh, how they're able to influence Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield's performance. I mean, this is why the Marvel should be in charge of the Sony property because, I, you know, when Amazing Spider-Man came out, I wasn't as in love with Andrew Garfield as I am now after No Way Home. He, exactly. he did a fantastic job and it's like the more so he goes good. up, maybe he's my Spider-Man. And when he caught uh, MJ falling from uh, dude the whole theater just went like was still and crying oh, and it was overwhelming yeah. and his performance was fantastic and so and 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 it leaves spider-man in this lonely place where we kind of know spider-man like spider-man in sam raimi and amazing he's like it is this tragedy of like he can never really get what he wants you know um yeah in spider-man sam raimi he wins the day as Spider-Man, but as, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Peter Parker, he loses. And so mm -hmm. there is this, like, weird um, juxtaposition between the two. And now after No Way Home, he is alone. And he has to go through this alone. But he's taken everything that he's learned from his previous Spider-Man. And you can see it um, when he redesigns his suit. And so it's like, okay, he is now emulating what they're doing through the suit. And so it's just, it's just a really fun time after that. That's why I had to have it so high up. Um, anyway, Ed, number five for you. All right, guys, are you ready? Top five. <laughs> this there is the go. serious the one. Top five. Okay. All right. The Eternals. <laughs> oh, I knew it was coming. Ed, I can't believe Man, the Eternals in top five. That's amazing. I, the I, short I, space of time, I have fallen in love with clearly, this film. Clearly, clearly. Luis, Luis, I uh, took your advice and I went and watched that assembled uh -huh. uh, documentary behind the scenes. 
and there is so much passion and love behind it and the i told you guys i watched it twice in 48 hours and like i said the my biggest regret is that I didn't go see this fucking film in theaters. And it was just so, uh, I don't know, mesmerizing. It really just kind of took me by surprise. And I really do think that it was given a bad rap uh, just because it took some bold, uh, made some bold choices uh, but it is definitely like one of the more beautiful looking yeah, yeah, MCU films. Um, the, you know, just the cast overall, once you kind of get everyone's place in the story, uh, I, movies don't, shouldn't have to be watched two times or three times for you to actually come around to liking it. But, you know, sometimes that happens. And with this movie, it's so layered that the second time around was more rewarding but by the f by the end of the first watch i was just like so involved with everything that was happening with these characters that you really just have no inkling of who they are but in this one movie it's such i don't know it's so vast and uh sincere it's just like it's really i loved it i and i feel like this is a movie that's going to age well and people will slowly, it's going to develop like a cult following within the MCU. Ed, would be my bet, I think. Ed, Sorry, yes. Take, take a breath. Take a breath, man. Take a sip of water. Eternals is amazing. No, I'm just fucking around. Um, <sighs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, I hear what you're saying. I think my biggest holdup and the reason why I uh, struggle with it is just like there's so many people to focus on. It's a little overbloated. Um, but I will say that the scale that they introduce into this movie, into the MCU because of this movie, has me engaged. Uh, I, I only watched like the last hour or so recently for the first time. Uh, and I thought as far as like action is concerned in the MCU, uh, it was it felt almost the most unique. Uh, it felt visually different. Yeah. Uh, the camera following them kind of on their kind of on like their back shoulders or whatever, like, you know, as they fly through the air and this and that, and you really get a sense of all of them. Uh, I think it's a little overbloated, but things like this celestial coming out of the planet and these big creatures that float around in space, I want to see more of. So yeah. I'm more interested in yeah. seeing Eternals too. And my initial complaint was, oh, they this really should be a TV show. But of course, after all these Disney Plus TV shows, I think I'm glad that it's a movie, you know? Uh, I think yeah. it would have been ruined had it been a show, to be honest. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know. I would just implore anybody who thought they watched it and was just like on the fence about it, give it a second watch. Top five. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I've only you, seen Miguel. I've only seen it one time, and I I honestly was like, well, I don't think I'll be watching that again. But you know, you are really like asking, you are really pushing it and campaigning to do a second watch, and it's just a long movie, and so I'm like, hey, do I want to put it in and Sure, I I will put it in and see how it goes. Actually, that's funny you guys said it, it shouldn't be a TV show. I think it, it it would actually have been great as a TV show, but the way that Here's Disney the thing. Plus is handling their MCU shows, it's like oh, they probably would have found a way to bloat it up even more if it was like if an it HBO was like a Eternal HBO show. show. I was just about to say, yeah, yes. I mean, if it had been like H HBO or something, 
or maybe even Netflix. Netflix is kind of a stretch, but where like every episode was focusing on one of the Eternals in their yeah in their life on Earth, and then they all kind of come together towards the second half of the season or something like that. But at the same time, that would also be a very long story. So I mean, you could I mean, what? There's ten characters. You could have done twelve episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, an, an intro episode, the ten, and then a final episode where you come together. And you're dealing with it, you know. I think that would have been. Uh, I'll just argue. I felt like a connection with most of the characters, and if you didn't feel a re like a reason to like a character, or you felt like you've distanced from that character, it like it's because of their motives in the storyline. Yeah, like Kumail I, I, just like was when... bounced. He was like, "I'm out of here." But it's oh, I like... didn't like that. But Kingo, I okay. Yeah. We, I, I'm, I'm not gonna go on a rant because obviously I've been like looking into all the behind the scenes stuff and stuff like that, so I'm a little biased. But like, I think we have been in most blockbusters, we are programmed to think that like if a guy walks out on what would be looked at as like a lost cause, then that character's gonna come back and save the day. And if sure. This movie, this movie deals with a lot of philosophies and like people actually committing to those philosophies, not necessarily doing the right thing. They believe in what they believe, especially in Kingo. He he believed that they should, the emergence should happen, and as such, he committed to that. But he didn't want to hurt anybody because of it, and so he walked oh, away. Okay, and that was the end of it. And uh, you know, same with. Yeah, I, I I think there was intent in everybody's motives and uh, in the decisions that were made towards this movie. And again, just uh, if you if you if you feel like you could give it another go, give it another go. Okay, fair enough. All right, uh, I, I, we really could talk a lot about Eternals, but we uh, we're gonna yep. move on to Miguel's number five. What's your number five? Okay, I'm gonna do my number five just real quick, and then we're gonna move on because we've already talked about it, but. Uh, I thought it was appropriate to put it in the top five because it was the godfather of the MCU, Iron Man, uh, yeah. is absolutely <laughs> my top five. I didn't want it to be less than that um, for obvious reasons. It's a great one. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, MCU. Here we are. Moving on. Yeah, he built the Mar- <laughs> he built the Marvel MCU with a box of scraps. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, my, I mean, yeah, uh, fucking what's his name? Cave. On his name, he was so good. It's that character, um, so good, uh, so good. Not William Hurt, uh, Jeff, Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff I mean, Bridges, he was so. amazing. Uh, what a get, one of those, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. And I, I wish he would have been in it just a little bit more, but I understand why he wasn't. I'm talking about the MCU because yeah. uh, he died. Yeah, I mean, if you uh, heard Jeff Bridges is going to be in an MCU movie, we would go insane. But we got, we got it, we peaked on that early, early on. Yep. So ground floor. Okay, that was, um, I don't want to because we got a lot more to go through. That's it. Yeah, here we go. So my number five, we're gonna see now my favorites of the MCU. Here uh, we go. And it's gonna start off with um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, directed by the Russo uh, brothers. Uh, I feel like as so far in the Infinity Saga, they can do no harm. Um, they made me really fall in love with the sh- the story. You know, I we've talked about this already. But I also want to talk about uh, Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. Oh, man. You know, I mean, the way they portrayed her and the relationship that she had with Chris, uh, with uh, Steve Rogers, and how mm-hmm. it wasn't yeah. just a romantic relationship, but it was a friendship relationship, and how they really had each other's back, and how 
it was an identity where she was closed off and Steve Rogers was like very trusting towards the government. And by the end of it all, mm -hmm. Steve found his voice and she found a friend. And together that that friendship kind of held throughout all the way to the end. Um yeah. and I just really liked how the Russo brothers were not afraid of wide shots, you know what I mean? And coming in mm -hmm. and uh, they were able to showcase a lot of showcase Captain Strength, a lot of cool Black Widow stuff. Um, I love there's just so many great action scenes, action like uh, um, yeah, action scenes in that thing. Oh, I don't know, the 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 Sam Jackson car chase where his, yes, that's uh, what I was yeah, thinking. That's where, what was in my head. Where, the car chase, yeah, where he gets stuck and then he has to, you know, the windows are gonna break and then he ends up pulling out the gun at the last second. That was also that's cool. the last time that was. This is very unfortunate, but that was the last time that Nick Fury was a badass. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and I understand his role. I understand that Sam Jackson kind of got pushed to the side because there was just so much else they were trying to tell. Uh, and we're going to see a little bit more of him and these other, and, you know, he was in Captain Marvel. We're going to see him again in Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, but, yeah. And, and I hope that they find something cool for him to do. But because of the spy thriller aspect and the fact that he was the head of this, like, spy organization. Yeah. And, and he himself was still capable enough to be a badass and do something uh, to save himself in a moment where there wasn't an Avenger around to do it for him, you know, yeah. that was, yeah. and then, and then what I wanted to say earlier, the introduction of winter soldier is so unexpected in that moment because you're so focused on him getting away from shield or the police or whoever that when Bucky shows up out of nowhere and shoots that grenade and blows up the car, you're like, Oh, I kind of forgot that the winter soldier was even in this. It was um, so well shot, I think. It was, so, yeah, it was so well shot, exactly. And the music, like his like musical theme that came with it, every time he showed mm -hmm. up, it was like, Wah! you know, I mean that scream in the background. <laughs> uh, it was just really cool, and uh, yeah, no, it was great. I, you know, I think there was a there was a little bit of that like, oh, we have a mission, we got to knock out all three transmitters, and and you kind of had to do this thing. Mm -hmm. But the third act wasn't just that; it was also like him dealing with Bucky and and like it was him trying to connect with him where it was like, Hey man, I love you and you can beat the shit out of me, but I'm always going to love you. And, and, and that was like, that was important to that third act where it wasn't just like, all right, put the puzzle pieces together before the bad guy comes. Like there was heart. I also, right. I also love that. This is one of the only times that I feel like the MCU has done this where the bad guy carried forward into another movie and while he wasn't the bad guy necessarily in civil war anymore there was oh, still that okay well yeah obviously i'm sorry obviously loki who was kind of like the overarching bad yeah. guy that touches everything in the mcu but uh <laughs> no you're right now now that i now that you say that i feel like a dumbass for saying this but I, something about the winter soldier just feels like a character that would go away at the end of that movie totally. and the fact, yeah. and totally. the fact yeah. that he didn't and he became a, a part of the team in a way that felt organic. Like he wasn't really like an Avengers forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he, he was there to help the team, uh, but it was all kind of in service of Captain America who kind of saves his life. And man, I don't, I, I don't have Captain America Winter Soldier on my list because I have another, I have another movie instead, but uh, this was a solid, solid film. Yeah. Hey, that, that's your Guardians. That's, you know, I, I talked yeah. about Guardians Volume Two. Yeah. This is how you feel about that. So let's go on to yeah. number four, Ed. What's your number four? Uh, all right, Avengers Endgame. Okay. Oh, uh oh, Ed. Oh, uh, I might fight you. 
Uh, no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, this movie has some of the incredible, and I mean, I won't go on too long. It's got like great moments, of course. Yeah. Uh, there are, you know, I just rewatched it again. It's very long, obviously. Uh, it has yeah. so much to get through. There's so much to get through. Uh, and it, you know, uh, does it all come together in the end? Uh, you know, uh, it's up to you. There are some things that really stick out in my mind that just kind of bother me. What are I they? really didn't care. F- uh, I didn't really care for the Tony Stark funeral. Um, I, it just, it was, I don't, don't get me wrong. It like, it's emotional, but the emotional scene comes before that. It, that scene is just everybody standing around, but it does have the perfect ending <laughs> yeah, to the Infinity yeah. Saga yeah. of like I do love that ending. I adore that ending of Captain America dancing with um, dancing with uh, what's her name? Captain Carter. Uh, oh, Peggy. Oh, oh yeah, Peggy. Peggy, thank you. I was yeah, Peggy Carter. Trying to think of her name. Yeah, I think that's such a beautiful poetic ending. I'm so glad it ended on that shot. I yeah, think it was, it was so like good. really. That was like the perfect payoff, um, and you know, uh, okay, uh, yeah, it, it 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 deals with a lot of characters, and it has those. Oh, and Miguel, I think you were the one. One of you referenced it earlier. The the scene where all the women come together in the middle of that battlefield. Yeah, so that's I understand. You know, yeah, it, it has just like moments like that where it, it kind of gets carried away, that didn't... and it's a little much. It's a little on the nose. It does have some obviously like really epic moments, but it and it's really no less of a movie. It's just hard when you're narrowing it down to the top four. Hard. This is where it gets tricky. And I I made choices. I will say that since you put it a little lower than me, uh, and you're kind of talking about things you didn't like, I would like to take this opportunity to say a couple of things that I didn't like about this movie, um, because I'm because I'm gonna gush about it in a moment. Um, yeah, I the two bits that I skip every time I watch Endgame now, and I don't care if you guys hate it or like it. Um, the the <laughs> Thor and Rocket storyline where they go to Asgard to pull the red stone or whatever from they Madeline go to Never Never Delir. No, 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 not that. Prior to that, when they go to Asgard. Oh, when uh, they pull the the yes, okay, okay, yeah, and then he gets the hammer back, and he's like, "I'm worthy" or whatever, right, um, right, right. which is a good moment in and of itself. But that overall storyline. I get kind of bored. There's so much else going on. I'm like, I'm kind of skip through this. And the other bit that I skip through is when Iron Man and Captain America time travel back together uh, to the shield base or whatever. And then Tony runs into his dad. And I understand that's a good moment yeah. for the character. Uh, but that overall scene, I get a little bored with. I'm just like, let's there, to your point, Ed, there's so much to get through. I'm like, I don't want to sit here and have this whole long conversation. Uh, let's just you know get to it, especially because it's right before the final act. It's like ugh, get me to it, um, right? And I, I will say this: Ed, I, you're kind of dogging on the girl, all the girl team up scene. Uh, I kind of understand. I liked it. I'm not going to complain about it. But I will say, what did it better? Well, somebody did though. No, somebody said that they didn't like that scene. Earlier. No, what I was saying, Ed, you idiot, you weren't listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fucking around. I'm fucking around. I know it's late. Uh, what I was saying was the internet doesn't like that scene. I like yeah. that scene. Um, but the scene that did it better 
and Ed, I'm sorry for calling you an idiot. I was just joking, okay? Uh, no, no. The scene that did it better was in Avengers Infinity War when uh, the yeah. the girl bad guy is going to fight whoever, Wanda. And she's like... Natasha. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's Wanda because uh, Natasha has the line where she says she's not alone. And then her and okay. Okoye and, uh, and Wanda all fight her at the same time. I thought that was a cooler yeah. moment. Yeah, I think, you know, I I do love what that moment represents, the what they call it, the A-Force moment. Uh, oh, sure. All the ladies and, and coming game. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I do love what that represents. I think, sto- I think, yeah, the one thing I guess does come out is that you do have Captain Marvel there who just took out an entire fucking ship. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. we got your back. And it's just like, and it's like wasp. She, you know, you're like, it, okay. It's, it's like, honestly, Captain Marvel can take that and just zoom and right through pumps. everybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And and that was my that was a thing. Like, I love the moment. I love what it represents. I think, like you said, in Infinity War, they kind of it's a really cool shot. nice back and forth. It is a cool shot. It was more organic in Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. Where I feel like, oh, Captain Marvel can just do this her own because she mm-hmm. can speed right through. Right. But also, sure. we later learned that Wanda could have really handled her own. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But okay. All right. Um, I know. She almost did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. You're four, Miguel. Oh, it's me. I was over here rushing and then I'm my bad. I was not rushing to get to mine. Okay. So, number No, four. no. <laughs> Spotlight's on you. <laughs> Finally. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my number four, Luis, I'm sure it's on your list. Number four, best Thor movie thus far. Thor Ragnarok. Yes! Uh, I could not. I know I threw Thor at number 10, but I was not about to let my boy not be higher up on this list. What a phenomenal movie. Taika Waititi fucking nails it. Uh, what a re- for, for someone who, for me, like I really enjoyed the first Thor movie and for the way they set him up and the way they made him a part of the MCU, the, the evolution, the so sudden evolution that comes in yeah. Thor Ragnarok is so welcomed. And uh, absolutely top five MCU movie. Yeah, man. I'm going to talk about it later because it's in my top list. So. I know. I know. I, yeah, I echo it for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that's great. I'm going to move on to... Uh, oh, is it me? Yeah, number four. My number four, uh, we're going to continue down the Russo brother train. Uh, their go. next movie was Captain America <laughs> Civil it, War. Yeah. Okay. I uh, love that movie. I think it does a really great <laughs> job of dealing with multiple characters, you know, especially Black Panther. I think um, oh, it's man. a really good Black Panther story about how he has to cope with his father's death and mm-hmm. how, you know, at the very end, he finally faces his killer. And, you know, he's kind of like made um, made a change or he's kind of evolved as, you know, the new king of Wakanda and what mm-hmm. it means to him and the relationship between Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, and you know how I think what really hits me too is the Wanda story. Like I know she's not in it a lot, but the fact that she really does it make this earnest and honest mistake at the beginning, and how she has to deal with that is mm-hmm. really heavy for me. And I've always been affected by her actions, and that's why I mean that's when I really started liking Wanda was in this movie, um, and how she coped with her mistake. Um, and just the relationship between, you know, you get to see all these things being reinforced. You get to see um, Black Widow and Captain's friendship reinforced. You also get to see Tony Stark's desperation 
you know, and how yep. he like desperately needs to keep the world safe after all this guilt that he carries. And I know we we're talking about de-aging. This was the movie that first de-aged, started the de-aging for me because it, it was uh, when Tony Stark was young, when he was using that uh, dog system, on, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, that he stole from uh, Mysterio, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character. But uh, yeah, I, I just really like how it, they deal with character stuff in Civil War and how everyone's kind of going through something. Um, also it has some of the best like at least two maybe three of the best action scenes in the entire mcu like this is where the russo's got to like not only like express captain america's like strengths but uh this is the first time where i legit bought into natasha romanoff's action sequences again in that opening fight where she's fighting those guys and she gets blown back by that grenade yeah like so intense but not just so and you feel it but not just blown back the way she she absolutely grabs that other dude and makes him take that yeah 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 there's a lot of clever stuff like uh, that moment as far as yeah working together as a team yeah Um, i love the way they shoot things the russo brothers but you know uh i i will always love civil war um yeah okay uh let's go to number three ed what's your number three top three here we go Oh shit! Here we All go. All right, Louise, shout out to you, my friend. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. I—I yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I won't go into it. It's just endlessly entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. It's an easy watch of the MCU, yeah. and it's just so fun. And yeah, I mean, and it did. It, it took a character that I loved and just kind of revamped it and gave him new purpose and uh yeah uh i'll always love thor ragnarok <laughs> yeah man uh i'm gonna speak more about it later because it is in my list as well so i yeah, i, I it echo is. it for sure but where is it i wonder it? i wonder i think i know All right, miguel what's yours uh so just because we're still hyped on it Captain America Civil War. That there was the Captain America movie I had to put on this list. Captain America Civil War for me, um, we saw that movie like five times in theaters. And Dude, that is yeah. un unheard of for me, for my family. And it was just and when I always bring it up, I always say it was just because I saw it and then some friend wanted to see it, so I went again. Yeah. And then some friend other friend wanted to see it, so I went again. And it is just a movie that the more I saw it, the more I just saw the, you know, just the care and craft behind uh, the Russo brothers making this mo- these movies. And uh, to your point about Wanda Maximoff, she just gets so much more engaging in this movie. Um, Vision and her initially, the yeah. first time I saw it, I was like, what a weird vibe. I, this is so weird that she's going to fall in love with this robot. But then <laughs> upon multiple viewings in infinity war coming up as well i mean it, in wandavision the show i mean their relationship became one of the strongest in this entire mcu and yeah. it wouldn't have happened without uh, civil war uh obviously a really great moment spider-man black panther the you know captain oh, america man. and bucky oh what i wanted to bring up earlier was man talking about Ant-Man. sorry yeah uh, what Ed was talking about earlier about like subverting expectations with like final acts or whatever, I think it was uh, mm. the Eternals. You were talking about Eternals. 
the same thing can be said about Civil War, where they set Absolutely. up that they're going to fight these these super soldiers, and it's going to be what you just expect from the very yeah. beginning. All these super soldiers, and I'm kind of still stealing this from Ed. I think Ed was the first one to make this point all these years ago when we watched it. But it's so true, and I think about it every time I watch that movie, how yeah. they cut that out right away, and they get right to what you're there for. You want to see Iron Man and Captain America fight each other, and there's absolutely a solid justification for it. We've already talked about Captain America Civil War. I won't overtalk it, but that's my number three, top three. I mean, that's what's good about the Rooster Brothers is that it builds off of what they built in in, in Winter Soldier, their relationship yes. between him and Bucky. And, you know, and Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's great. So my number three is actually aligned with somebody here. Uh, Ed, my number three is Thor there, Ragnarok. Eternals? No. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is also my number three. I mean, you know, when, Hell yeah. when we had my birthday uh, in Houston, um, we just had that on in the background because it is such a fun and great watch. I mean, from the first frame, when I saw it in theaters, I was like, oh, this is going to be super fun. When he's in the cage talking to that guy, the dead guy with the bones, you know, and he talks to Surtur yeah. and he's like, even the action sequence with the uh, the hammer to the comedy of the dragon's head getting cut off, the timing of the way that the tongue comes out, to the Revengers, to, you know, the comments about her drinking. I mean, the comedic timing is just so good, and everybody knows what is up as far as, like, the tone and and, com- and the uh, the vibe of that thing. Like, having Jeff Goldblum on there. I love yes. just the... the um, I don't know the there is a very there's a lot of genuineness to it and just a lot of like earnest reactions that are happening in that thing in that movie it's such a fun ride if if anything the only reason it isn't it isn't any higher is because um you know I think the emotional like arc of Thor is not as deep as maybe as I'd want it to be. That's why I have high hopes for Thor Love and Thunder because I think his change from beginning yeah. to end will be big. Um, here yeah. he kind of like discovers that the power is within him the whole time. Um, I love Hela. I mean, Hela as a villain is... Kate yeah. Blanchett, I mean, we are so blessed. She's just at, having a good time. We are so blessed as a people to have her in the MCU playing Hela. It was such a good time. The design was great. The the comedy was on point. I will always be happy when this movie comes on. Thor Ragnarok, number three. <laughs> so good. Ed, number two. Number two. We've mentioned it a few times already. Captain America Civil War. Yeah. There it is. Uh, nice, yeah. The, I, yeah, I just think this is such uh, a fine example of the best of the MCU. So and I mean, we basically touched on everything that's good about it. So, uh, times three for me, Miguel. One, sorry, just one, uh, one final thought on it for me. Um, one of the things oh. that's so great about it is it's really uh, an audition for uh, the Russo brothers to do an Avengers movie. It is uh, yeah, like yeah. an it's like an Avengers point five, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where we're really seeing all the uh, most of the team together and the way they handled it so well. When I remember when they announced that they were going to do Infinity War and probably Endgame at the same time, they probably announced that, and it was just like absolutely no one else can no one else can bring this shit home like the Russo brothers, and they did it. They proved themselves with two movies. So, yeah. absolute top three. I can see why it's Ed's second. You know what I mean? Solid MCU movie. Yeah. Miguel, what's your second? Great. 
Uh, okay. You guys know where I'm going with this. Here we are. Number two, Avengers Endgame. Uh, this was the, probably my favorite Avengers movie because it's like fan servicey and it really nails the landing and almost everything is just so well earned and it's beautifully paced except for a couple of scenes that I skipped through. Uh, I love Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the, if any I just struggle with the fact that you skip through things in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen it so many times. I've seen it so many times. Of course. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, no, Endgame is beautiful. My wife and I, we had just had our baby um, like a month before this movie came out. And I was really worried. Uh, as much as I'm very happy that Forrest is here now, uh, I was very worried <laughs> that we were not going to get the chance to go see that in the theaters. And especially because COVID happened a year or two later and movies just changed in general. And not only am I happy that my wife and I got to see it in that moment, but I'm happy the world got to see it in that moment. We almost catastrophe could have struck and we would have lost that, that vibe, that theater uh, going experience. Uh, so yeah, top two for me, Avengers Endgame. You could probably guess what my number one is. I think I'm guessing which one is all of our number one. I would uh, hope so. But Luis, let's hear it. Number I two. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think we might be talking uh -oh. here because uh, my number two, we're <laughs> going back into the Rooster Brothers again. Uh, we took a little Tyco break. Um, this one's Avengers Infinity War for me. There it is. Um, I, you know, I remember that moment when Thor came back and Bro. he picked that fucking hammer and he like landed and there was the huge um, uh, audience reaction of everything. I mean, we were like, they were going through the shit. And then when he comes in with that fucking <laughs> hammer and, and Bifrost right in, we were like, fuck yeah, fuck this, fuck that. And it was, we were so hyped and i loved that loved uh thor's arc in these last two movies yeah. you know and the way that he was like truly dealing with depression and loss between his mother mm -hmm. his father his brother his friend that that talk that he has with rocket you know what i mean like what else can i lose and the way his that planet he, yeah the way that he oscillates between his planet yeah the way that he oscillates between comedy and and like vulnerability in that scene with rocket yes. always gets at me and the way that the the event the way that the rooster brothers direct them in their performance wise and even like there's this one moment when tony stark is giving the plan to um the guardians of the galaxy and chris pratt just shits on him and, and he just and, and the shot just sits on tony stark and he's just like <sighs> and he just sits there and it sits for a long time and and it just like those type of things where it lets things breathe, I really liked. And, and what's funny enough is like I didn't know anything about this movie. I didn't. Want, this is when I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't expect there to be. I thought Spider Man was going to come in and then leave. I didn't know he was going to be in it for so long, and to have yeah. that ending when he like gets dusted and he's reaching out to to Tony. And it's like I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And that was so heart wrenching, and the and the loss of the team against Thanos. It was crazy because it was also a villain story. Like the villain was the hero mm -hmm, in this story. Mm -hmm. That's what the story was. The story structure of it, uh, of, of it was, was 
the Avengers are the antagonist and Thanos is the protagonist. Um, and it just, it's a re- I, I had a great time with Infinity War. So that's, that's my number two. Uh, number one, Ed, what is your number one? Ed, it. I mean, say it, say it, say it, Ed. Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> there it is. Okay. I mean, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to overstep. I want to hear what Ed has to say, but I just want to go ahead and throw it out there. That is also my number one movie. Uh-huh. I would love to sit some, I'd love to take some time to talk about Infinity War with you guys. So let's go. Okay. Infinity War back. Um, yeah. Uh, just rewatching it again. I mean, this is also like equal to Thor Ragnarok, but in a very different sense. Oh, this movie has so much rewatchability. It is so gripping. Every time I watch it, you just can't help but get sucked into the fucking drive of what's going on. It like you know what's going to happen, and yet it still has you on the edge of your seat. Absolutely, um, I'm talking about like the the action sequences on Titan, uh, oh. everything that's going on at, in Wakanda at the same time. There is so much going on, um, and yes, uh, Thor really gets to shine in this movie. Uh, like my one qualm in it is perhaps that like we don't get as much Captain America in this one, but they make up for right. that one in Endgame, mm. uh, and in you know great style, of course. Um, so, but like, yeah, it's just so good. There's so much. The stakes are so high, and you feel it. Yeah, and yes. like going into this movie, you really just didn't know how they were gonna pull it off. Because the scope of it is immense, and the fact that it opens with the uh, decimation of the remaining like uh, Asgardian uh, yeah. population—it's uh, heavy. Like, I mean, that hits you pretty hard. And then at every moment where you think they're going to gain the upper hand, they take it away from you. Uh, Loki introduces the Hulk to Thanos, and you think, "Yeah, all right, we're going to just like knock Thanos back a little bit." No. Uh, you know, that at every turn, do they just, like, get your hopes up and then take it away? And at the very last minute, when they, when you think that Thor has prevailed, they take it away should again. Should have gone for the head. And, yeah, should have gone for the head. And it just, the, I just remember that feeling in the theater where you were just like, no way, no fucking way. Yeah. Like, I remember, just, like, was so immense. I remember in that moment when everyone starts getting dusted, uh, that there was, I've said this before, uh, that there was like a woman in the back of our audience who just was absolutely distraught every time a character <laughs> got dusted. I mean, yeah. the audience was like, the audience would be like, oh my gosh, oh, what? There's but that shot she where was like, oh, she was like, she, oh. yes, where, where she oh. goes to reach for Black Panther. And you think it's her yes. that gets dusted, but it's actually Black Panther who gets dusted, yeah. That moment yeah. got me, because oh. I was not expecting that one. That one I was like, because he had just he had just put out a billion-dollar movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. was like, no way they're going to get rid of Black Panther. Because I didn't, Mm-mm. I kind of, ex- I, there was this, uh, there was this point being made at the time by Marvel and Kevin Feige that, no, these characters are dead. And they were, really selling that for the movie for when they all come back, obviously. But 
for me, I really took that to heart. So when they, when Black Panther gets dusted, I was like, holy shit, they just wiped his character away. What a bold move. It's like in Toy Story 3 when they should have killed all the toys in the fucking uh, dumpster or whatever. (laughs) You're like, yeah, this would have been a really impactful moment. And then, uh, of course, when everyone comes back in Endgame, you also, it just, it's like, it's so earned. But um, no, this, to, to wrap my point up, this lady in the back, she was like literally wailing like every time a character like specifically when Groot when Groot gets dusted, she oh. lost it. And uh, Ed, you were complaining about how when you saw Endgame, that baby was crying, which is probably why this motherfucker was so low on your list. That goddamn baby, um, <laughs> guys. That viewing was like one of the worst that hurts so me. Uh, theatrical experiences. Oh. And maybe yeah, maybe that did. And I after how many that, times was have you like, seen uh, Endgame? Oh, a lot, okay, a lot, okay, okay. and I do love it. Don't get me wrong, but like, uh, I really didn't want it to diminish. No, There's no, just like, uh, I it, uh, but yeah, that uh, that experience uh, was subpar compared to my experience with Infinity War, where everybody was on the same level. Yeah. Whereas uh, with my Endgame experience, people were starting to get pissed at one another because of all the interruption. Ah, oh. and towards the very end they were getting vocal about it oh. and it really like that kind of thing really takes you out especially obviously with this incredible climax it just uh i mean it tainted it it really did and then i never got another chance to see it in theaters again so um no. we'll keep going we'll, we'll, we'll wait well yeah it um we lost miguel uh so- for our podcast listeners but he'll come back and we'll continue our list so we'll we'll vamp a little bit um, but yeah, and again, uh, I cannot emphasize enough that, of course, of course, I love Endgame, everybody. Uh, please do not send me death threats. But um, it, uh, yeah, it's just like Infinity War really had such a powerful impact. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it made me care about characters that I didn't care about before. Yeah. Which I, I, I obviously, testament to the Russo brothers, because they've done that every step of the way. They've made you care about characters that you may that may not have been like uh, given justice in earlier movies just because of how their action was handled or whatever. Uh, another instance was Doctor Strange. Yeah, uh, you know, I thought Doctor Strange his movie was fine, um, and I just that was one of the ones I just rewatched because I'd only seen it once, so I wanted to give it a chance. And obviously, uh, the Multiverse of Madness was coming out. Um, but it was, uh, that's again, that scene on Titan, uh, and how Dr. Strange handled that was like, you really, you really got to showcase Dr. Strange's like more abilities. abilities, Yeah. yeah, Because I feel like in the first Dr. Strange, you kind of just get like the glowy golden whip and then the mirror dimension, Yeah, you know, where in like, and the like little ring. Yeah, exactly. And, And I feel like. Uh, in Infinity War, we were able to showcase a little bit more of like his abilities, and obviously, Multiverse of Madness, we'll see a lot more. But uh, I did enjoy, and his just his view was like, I don't give a fuck about you or Spider Man if I have to protect this stone no matter what. And so, just to see yeah. all these different point of views, um, yeah, I mean, and then, God, yeah, I mean, uh, Peter Parker's death was also pretty like killer in that scene. Um, mm-hmm. And Gamora, like when he uh, when... the the uh, when 
you know, Wanda has to go through the fucking ordeal of killing Vision oh, yes. only to have it undone yes. oh. and then killed so killed yes. so brutally oh by Thanos. Oh my god, yeah, dude. It's the, that, to, just to have uh, it undone. Another moment. Process her right through yeah. just to like go through the strength of trying to destroy him in the stone only to have which it only all justifies, undone. Yeah. yeah, which only justifies her trauma in Division all the more. It's like she had to see the love of her life died twice, you know, uh, in such awful fashion. And that, that movie, again, yeah. another another moment where they pull the rug out from under you, where again you think they have it, and he takes it away again. That uh, yeah, that movie does a good job of like, there's this theme of um, what would you do to get the job done? Like, how far will you go? Whatever it takes to whatever it takes. Do you know what I mean? And there are these questions that are brought up with uh, Star Lord and Gamora. Will you kill Gamora for the sake of the victory? No, you won't. Right. You know, will. Uh, oh, my God. There's another example. I can't think of it right now. Um, but it, it's prevalent throughout. And the only people who can make that dis- who actually go through with it is Thanos and uh, the Scarlet Witch, who they both. Wow. sacrifice their loved ones for the end goal you know what i mean but star lord was one of them I, god i wish there 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 was like two more examples of this happening where there is this like are you willing to sacrifice um the other person for, for this to happen and they were like they had they weren't able to do it but uh shit. oh well if you watch it you'll see it there there's that theme <laughs> um all right so Luis, that leaves i'm dying you. to know that leaves me that leaves me with my number one. Uh, I stayed up. Ant-Man. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I love it. When he's a little kid and he's running through the high school as a mini, mini kid. No, that's not my number one. Oh, um, my God. I stayed up all night watching, like waiting to get tickets for this. And I, need, I knew I needed to get it right away when it happened. Oh. First oh, preview, first screening. What it is was it? Avengers Endgame. And okay. you know, this is my Russo brothers. My scores, you can see, scores up from their first film all the way to the end. And I don't know if this is me wanting to feel like every movie they do is better and better and better. But after watching Infinity War and going into Endgame, when I hear like us just completely devastated after Thanos and hearing Captain America say, let's go get this son of a bitch. Yeah. I was like, yeah. fuck yeah. I was Luis. so, I was like, I had goosebumps <laughs> and I was like, dude. Yeah, let's get this motherfucker. Like you I guys. was so hyped at that moment, and and yeah, I mean, go, you're gonna I, say something? I I know I talked about it Endgame already, so I don't want to give too much of my thoughts about the movie because I want to hear Luis's thoughts. But I will say, by far, and this uh, to me, this is coupled with my experience with Endgame, the movie experience. The trailer for this movie was by far, in my opinion, the best MCU trailer of the entire bunch. Uh, there's several MCU trailers that got me hyped to see these movies, but in Endgame, uh, when they they do the Captain, it's like the black and white and red, and they're they're yeah. having lines from the previous movies, and then it's leading there up was to this what, idea to whatever uh-huh. it takes. No, 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 not that one. That was the Sam Jackson oh. one. That was the first one. I'm talking about the second one where they 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 all say whatever it takes. Uh, throughout the trailer and it ends on mm-hmm. captain america saying it right before 
they all walk down the corridor in the matching suits, Mm -hmm. which in any other fucking movie, I would have been like, this is so lame. But the fact that no Avengers movie or any other MCU movie has them team up wearing the same outfit like that, it really felt like (laughs) earned. It felt like that moment, especially because in the trailer, that was the first time that they uh, they showed that uh, Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark is still alive. You know what I mean? There was this kind of idea that maybe he dies in space and he's not going to be in the rest of the movie. And that trailer revealed um, that as they're all walking, you're seeing all of them together. Then Iron Man's one of the last ones you see. Uh, and I mean, I get chills just thinking about that trailer. I'm going to go watch it as soon as I'm done talking to you guys. Um <laughs> That, that, like yeah. I said, is coupled with my in-game experience. They both go hand in hand. When I think about that movie, I think about that trailer. I gotta watch, rewatch the trailer. You know, like I think what this movie does really well is like we are all we were left with the year of the Avengers losing, and when you yes. get back to it, like you, like the movie is a great representation of depression yes. and how all of these people are coping with depression in different ways. And you know, Thor is uh, he just drinks his worries away and he just acts like it never happens. And you have like Natasha who is clenching on to the Avenger that what that once was, and like that is what saved her. Oh. You know, you have Captain America who's trying to move on. You have Hulk who's doing the other thing where he's like, you know what, this this tragedy actually brought us together, and mm-hmm. now me and the Hulk are one, and we're able to move forward. And Hawkeye who is just like, fuck everything, I'm gonna destroy the world, I'm gonna kill oh. everything, and he, like it was just a great showcase of depression. And how they're able to move forward from it. Um, happy and his hamburgers. Happy and his ham. Exactly. Yeah. And his hamburgers moving forward. And Tony Stark, who's just like, I'm not going to do with it. But obviously, you know, there's that line by Gwyneth Paltrow was like, Tony, what do you want from me? Like, you're going to do this no matter what. You know, mm-hmm. like, you, you don't have my permission. You're going to, you, you won't be able to sleep unless you get this done. And this is what he's wanted all along. And I think after the effects and what we dealt with in Infinity War, having that resolution endgame was so satisfying. And seeing them go through that was just a complete joy. Um, and having, obviously, the final Avengers Assemble moment. Oh, have all yeah. of them come together. And that was such a fun, great moment and you know ending again with captain with steve rogers um and peggy carter dancing together like that was such a beautiful ending to end everything and like there was no end credit scene it was like we're done we did it and i love that type of closure where we're not there's no expectations we succeeded and mission accomplished you know and i i i know there are moments that you skipped over there for me I love like this is why it's my number one. You know what I mean? Like for me, I, that's why it's my number one. I, I'm able to enjoy it all the way through. Um, yeah. You know, I, and, and and I love the soundtrack of this thing too. I remember the infinity war. I, I listened to some of the soundtrack, but this one, I listened to the soundtrack from beginning to end. It was, this was just so enjoyable for me. Even the music, fun new and also like a uh, little inside Easter egg thing. When the Avengers theme song kicks in, it's only half of the orchestra that plays because half of them got dusted. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? So that's why. Oh. So when you hear it, it's wow. like when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this feels a little flat compared or a little bit different compared to the first Avengers. 
and then i read somewhere it's like because they got, they got dusted and so that's cool i thought that was that was a cool little, is- like that's what i mean like there's all these small little nuances and and they they're throughout the whole movie if you look out for them and um one of the boldest things that i think this yeah. movie did for the mcu not just this one specific movie um going back to the beginning when they start right as the movie infinity war you know picks up i'm sorry i'm getting my thoughts confused right as infinity war ends end game picks up and then they go into space and they kill thanos and then it cuts to that black screen and it just slowly reveals five years later uh, oh, I just, I yeah. just remember, I just remember sinking into my seat and going like, what does that mean? Not just for this movie, not just for these characters, but the entire world. And I will stand yeah. by this. I think one of the most interesting things that even though the infinity socket is done, the, the, that span of time, that five years, I think will forever have, uh, content mining opportunities for the mcu i think we can go back to that five years to start any storyline we want because it's just like it's it's filled with opportunities um just god i love this movie now i'm regretting i mean that's my number one you know what i mean (laughs) i mean that's why there were there was such a it's yeah i mean that the snap introduces so much i mean that's why i think was an episode four or five of hawkeye when you see uh spoiler alert just skip a few seconds when Florence Pugh gets snapped, uh, Elena gets snapped, and you see how it happens and how she has uh, to no. cope with it and deal with it. I thought that was like, I, I, and in WandaVision, we we see that happen as well when she comes back. Yeah. Um, uh, Monica Rambo, and so mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. you see all from different angles. We see it in Spider Man: Far From Home, and and it's just yeah. like the immediacy of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Endgame is just um, I I don't mind that that last funeral scene. Uh, at the lake because i feel but not like, at all i know you were shitting on it but i think it for me i that was a moment when a lot of stuff happened and i really needed a moment when nothing was happening a peace a peace sure and so as we were going through yeah. I, I was it, it it did make me feel good to see all of these people that we've seen in the past like just i know it was like a pan shot of like from most important they were closest to tony all the way to the end and to see samuel jackson in the back was great because I knew I was like, where is he? And to see him pop up at the end was nice. Right. Yeah. Where is he in all of this? Even seeing Captain uh, America. Uh, oh no, that was uh, was that the second one? Endgame. Uh, Captain Marvel. No, that that was Infinity War when he came back with the beard. But uh, they they did. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, I could, I could rave about this movie more and more. Maybe in the future we can do a watch down. But um, I love this. I love the movie. So that's it. You know, that's our top ten movies. Uh, Ed's gonna come up with the scores. Did you come up with the scores already, or do we have to come up with that? Yeah, letter? I've been key. I've been tallying. Um, do you have our final you know, two, just... or no? Is that something that we need to bring? I've up got our social? top four. I've got our definitive top. Okay. Four, oh man, I don't even hear. know what our top four is. Uh, okay, so officially, <sighs> Punch Drunk Nerd has ranked uh, number one: Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah. Number two: Avengers: Endgame. Yeah. Number three, Captain America: Civil War, uh-huh. and number four, Thor. There Ragnarok. you go. Okay, I'm not mad about that. I'm I can stand behind that. I like um, that. Miguel, are you content with yeah, that? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I was writing it down. Love it. I can't wait to see what our official top ten is when we put that post up tomorrow. So yeah, we we might have to uh, have some further chats about it, but <laughs> as of now, you have our number one, ladies there and gentlemen. There you go. There you go. 
Well, you know, I this is uh, <laughs> this is three hours. I think we might split this into two episodes, maybe. Yeah, we could talk about um, it afterwards. We could talk about it afterwards. Yeah, this was our Infinity Saga. <laughs> this is yeah, exactly. This is our Infinity Saga. Well, you know, thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, Punchstruck Nerd. Next week we will be talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Let us know your thoughts at Punchstruck Nerd. Follow, rate, subscribe. Get us, get people to know us. Let let's get some more friends, more producers. Uh, you know, I'm Luis Gonzalez, and I've had the pleasure of talking with Miguel Sanchez and Deadpool. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, later, Gators. Later, Gators. <laughs>